Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to make marketing, money, and mindset your superpowers. Because the world needs more women taking up more space. And together, we can do this through growing our businesses, our platforms, and our communities. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, a business coach and speaker based in Melbourne, Australia. Twice a week, you'll hear honest, insightful conversations with my guests, along with a dose of real talk from me. Come and say hi over on Instagram at Emily Osmond. And now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show. I hope you are so, so well. It is a beautiful day in Melbourne today. The sun is out. I'm in an extremely good mood because <laughs> I just got my hair done for the first time in who knows how long after such a long time in Melbourne of lockdowns and we're just coming out of it now. So it feels like a lightness in the air, some anticipation, some change, which is just so exciting. So today I want to chat with you about some really practical ways to help you speed up your growth, to help you see more results in less time and also to do it with more ease. Now, I'm chatting about six ways to help you speed up that journey to six figures, because first of all, it sounded like a kind of cool way to say it, six ways to speed up your journey to six figures. But also the six figure mark is something that I know was one of my first big goals. And I also think it's just a great thing to aim for because when we work for ourselves and I'm talking to you, my service-based business owners, particularly who have generally some lower overheads than other types of businesses and quite a simple business model in terms of we're often just selling our expertise and our time is that when we can reach those five to six to seven to eight thousand dollars in revenue each month we can start to breathe a little I find this was for me at least it took that pressure off I could come up for air a bit I wasn't so in that hustle mode to try and just get more clients get more clients and then I could kind of reassess right what what's the best thing to do next and I had that sense of security financially which is super super important so I want to share with you some of the things that I found so helpful to do to speed up my growth to get there because I pretty much achieved that in that first year in business, which I think can be quite rare in some ways as I look at and work with lots of business owners now. So I just want to share what I did that worked well and then also what I see working well with the clients that I coach in the Modern Marketing Collective. And by the way, if you are way above that mark per month in your business, then I bet you're going to take some good ahas from this episode too, because there really are those fundamental things that we need to continue to simplify, which I'm all about in business, to really grow with more ease. So number one is a pain. When we have a real calling that we can't ignore, we can't turn down. We just have something that is really compelling us to take a next step, to make a change, is that that is when we will have the courage to do so. So let me explain this a little bit more. And you might have actually heard an episode and we should link it under this one where I talked about leaping then building or building then leaping when we're starting our own business. So for me, I got to a stage when my pain was so much to keep working for another business that I leapt and then I built my business up from there. Some people 
They will instead, it's just what is right for you and your situation and your responsibilities and the way that you work and your risk profile is some people will build up their business while they're working full-time, part-time, somewhere else, and then they will take that leap into their business. Either way you do this, there has to be a driving force as to why you're doing this. Otherwise, this is what we see, someone just keeps working in another, basically for a company for years. And they've like, I know people like this. They've said, yeah, I think I really want to start my business. And then three years later, they're still working for a company. And why is this? Well, to me, it's because they don't have a driving force. There's no real big needs. It's not a big enough desire and want for them to get uncomfortable because it is bloody uncomfortable starting a business, putting ourselves out there, getting visible. It's not an easy thing to do. It takes so much courage. It also takes a lot of letting go of our ego because we are going from being perhaps secure to having some sort of profile in a way, some sort of place in society because we have a job, we have a place at a company, to losing all of that because we're going out on our own. A lot of people think we're a little bit weird for doing so. They might not understand it. We're basically then starting from scratch in a way. It's so funny. I speak with people that are going out in their own business and they've got years and years of experience working in in companies. And they're like, oh, Emily, I've had like 15 years or something in corporate doing this and this and this. Should I talk about, like, can I talk about that? Should I talk about this? I'm like, it still counts. You still get to talk about that. You get to use that for your credibility. But it's so funny because when we do that out into our own business, it kind of feels like we're starting from scratch. But by the way, please use all that experience and that credibility and the credentials that you've built in the past. Anyway, what we need to speed up that journey to making that revenue that we want, I believe, is to actually have some sort of pain that we're trying to escape. That's some, some sort of driving force. For some of you, it might be your children. You're like, you know what? And like, we hear this a lot, Coz and I chat about it. It's like their kids are a big inspiration for them. They want to show them what's possible. So maybe that's your pain. Maybe it's that you are in that job that you really don't like. Now, for me, I, I liked my job. It was all quite fine. But I had this, this urge, this desire, this calling, this thing that I couldn't ignore that was just, I I just had to start my own business. I had to go out on my own. I had to give it a go. And I think that probably comes from my own background in terms of having some trauma and some things happening in my life that really showed me like life is so up to us to take control of and to create the life that we want. And so that really gave me that big pain that it became too painful for me to not take action. So that's number one. You need to have something that's like actually your reason to do this because it's going to actually make you do it and get through that courage, get through that discomfort. Okay, number two is a pain of your customer. So a pain point, a need, a challenge, a want of your ideal customer. Now, a lot of people I see have business ideas that don't work because there was never a big enough pain point from an ideal customer point of view. There was no need in the market for what they offered. It was like a nice to have. And it's very hard to grow a business when you're selling something that's nice to have. There are all different levels of pains, of needs, and of wants. Some people, it will be a little pain. Some people will have a big pain. But there has to be some change that someone wants to make in their life. And you, as a business owner, is giving them that change. You are solving that problem. I've just jumped off doing a masterclass in someone's program and we were chatting about who is that ideal person for you to work with 
Who is that ideal customer? And what is like the biggest pain that you could possibly help them with? What is the biggest pain point, the biggest need that you could help them with? Because when that happens, people will be quicker to buy from you and they'll also be willing to spend more money because you were solving a bigger problem. So I really want you to think about that. And perhaps if you're not getting a whole lot of traction right now, it's because there's not a big enough need or desire or want in what you have to sell. So really look at that and consider that. Number three, your brand. And by brand here, I'm really talking about content, what you're putting out there into the world. This really accelerated for me growing my business, building my profile, building the sense of credibility, authority, expert status for my business and having clients come to me. So I talk about like having really strong content and I've got what I teach in the Modern Marketing Collective is CCVP. It's the four types of content that we all need to be sharing to build that credibility, to build that trust with our audience, to build that loyalty. So CCVP is connection, credibility, value and promotion connection you've got to be building connection with your audience that is us as small business owners it is our real edge over the big corporates so show you build connection the credibility is sprinkling in all this amazing credentials experience that you've had perhaps it's awards perhaps it's media perhaps it's milestones in your business just building that sense of reassurance with your audience that you are a great fit for them to go with value Why would someone listen to you? Why would someone follow you? Why would someone look into your content? There's got to be something in it for them. And then promotion. you got to tell people how to buy from you. So having this really strong content is what is going to make people listen. It's going to help you get visible. People are going to talk about you. People are going to refer to you. People are going to share your stuff. And you're going to start attracting people to you. It's really, really essential. Number four. Now, I heard someone talk about this the other day, and I think they kind of called it, you're either hunting or gathering. Now, when you are starting out in business, this is why I say like, you kind of got to lose your ego here because you got to go out and actually get in front of people. You've got to go out and basically like find your clients. You've got to get in front of them. There is a turning point when then people come to you. And when then you've got like too many people coming that you need a wait list and that type of thing, or then you go to scale. So when you're booked out, you can then go look at what is a more scalable model, but you don't need that when you don't have enough clients yet. So hunting versus gathering is you need to go out and network. You need to meet people. You need to get in front of people. You can't just wait to be found. And this is something I did quite well was, I guess, because I had that need. I had to get money coming into my business. I had to get over that discomfort of like reaching out to people and saying, would you like to go for coffee with me? Of going to events when I knew no one. I remember I was living in Ballarat and I got on the train to go to this event in Melbourne where I didn't know anyone. And so we've got to get over that discomfort. We've got to get in front of people because the number one way, especially in those early days, but I think like always so much is word of mouth. And you know, I'm a massive online marketer, but you also, great way to think about and is so, so important is the word of mouth. And to do that, you need to get in front of people and network. And you can do that online and offline as well, but to get in front of other people's audiences as well. So think about where are people hanging out that are your ideal customer, that have that pain point, that want, that need, that desire that you can help them with, where are they? And instead of, by the way, thinking of building your own audiences, which is a slower way to go, is when you are under that, generally that six-figure mark or so, it's going to be quicker and more effective for you to focus on getting in front of other people's audiences. Number five. So we're up to number five here. And this I've just kind of labeled this good prices 
And I want you to think here, and again, this is like you're not ready to go to scale if you're not booked out with clients yet. So I often see people skipping a few steps and I'm going to do an episode on business models because I think that would be really helpful as kind of a follow-up to this one and looking at our different business models and where I recommend starting and then filling that part of your business and then moving. But think about what makes sense for your business. So if you were selling a $30 logo, and it's quite funny because I remember when we used to do branding in my business and I did start out probably doing a logo for like $100, $200 or something. And then from there... I'm like, wow, this isn't sustainable. I'm not making any money here. I've got to pay this to my designer. And then from there, you generally will just keep putting your prices up. But if you stayed at that low price point and you're trying to sell something for $100 or $10 when you're a service provider, think about how many clients you need and really know your numbers. As soon as I did this and I got my head out of the sand and I actually took responsibility for being a business owner instead of thinking that numbers and being a business owner could be separate and didn't have to coexist, my business grew. I felt way more empowered actually as well because I knew what I had to get in. I knew how much I was spending. I knew my average customer value. But I spent a long time of just kind of pretending and denying and avoiding my finances and my numbers because I grew up going to school not being that good at maths. I was more of a humanities girl. I just felt and I told myself these lies that I wasn't good with numbers and I couldn't do that. And it just felt way too scary to me. So understand and also go back to the previous episode where I looked at the the numbers behind a $10,000 month because that will help you kind of with this as well, like actually knowing if you were selling something for $50 and you want to make $5,000 a month, how many of them do you need to sell? And can you physically deliver on that? And what I find is normally when you're starting out, you're going to start in the lower figures because you probably don't have the confidence. You're just figuring things out, but you're going to pretty quickly be putting your prices up in those first few years. You've got that strong content that you're putting out there and you're actually getting out in front of other people's audiences and like finding people and networking versus waiting for your business to be found is that you will be able to start attracting more clients and then be putting your prices up, which means that you will be earning more for the same or less work as well. So having some like reasonable prices that you're charging and knowing your numbers is a massive, massive thing. And number six, the final thing here is really community. Oh my goodness. I remember when I started my business Like, I don't think I really knew anyone. Actually, I think I knew one person in my like local area that I considered to be kind of like a fellow entrepreneur. And then I found another person and then I found another person. And then I went to this event in Melbourne and I was like, oh my God, there's so many people that run their own business and are entrepreneurs. I didn't even know this existed. And it changed everything for me. It really, really did to have people that I felt like I'm not totally alone here. We're all in this together. We're all figuring it out. We're all just making mistakes and and learning and we're supporting each other. And also we're inspiring each other because I'm seeing, oh, wow, what that person did. I didn't even know that was possible. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they were bold enough and brave enough to do that. And it makes us think bigger. So I really do encourage you to seek out and really prioritize community. I know that it can be super, super lonely. And I say this as an introvert that loves their own space and time. But oh my goodness, community changes everything. And in my first iteration of business that I talk about, that was more with the client work, having people around me was massive. 
And now in my online business, running group programs and everything, I still just need my people that I can chat with and that are like have my back and that I can be so just open with and, and all the things. It really does help business be less lonely, help us feel more alone to speak things out is massive for me because I'll get in my head and then I'll be like, if I just chat with my friend and we talk this out, I think I'm going to be pretty clear what I need to do here. So I really encourage you. And this is why in my programs, like the Modern Marketing Collective, the community is such a big part of it because when you're new in business, you might not really have a whole lot of support around you. And when you see other people that are there for you, that have like got your back, that are cheering for you. And also you are seeing what they're doing and it's forcing you to kind of think bigger, to challenge yourself. It accelerates your growth. So let me just sum these up. The six ways to really speed up that growth to your key revenue month that you want to make, because this is personal for you, but often I see it to be like when I ask people, what is your goal? When you're kind of in those earlier days, it's generally they either say like $5,000 a month or $8,333, because then that adds up, I'm pretty sure it's like $100,000 or they just like $10,000 a month. So number one, I really think you got to have something in you that you want this. This is important to you because that's going to help move you past the discomfort, the fears, draw on your courage because there's something bigger that matters versus you staying safe. Because business and and going out onto your own is like very, very scary and not safe. It doesn't feel safe, but I trust you. It's so worth it. It's so amazing. Okay. Number two, is it a pain point that you're actually solving with your business? And again, remember there's all scales of this, but it's, it's got to be more than just a nice to have. There's got to be like a gap in the market and a need in the market for it. And by the way, you will try and fail. Like that's just part of it. I have so many domain names that I bought. <laughs> I have so many business ideas in the past that was like, yeah, maybe that wasn't quite right for me. Maybe that just, and that I didn't pursue or just didn't quite work. So like know that that's just part of it and you will find that pain point. And if you don't, it's going to be very hard to grow. Number three is that really strong content. And that's what I focus on so much in the Modern Marketing Collective too, is you've got to be a pro at how you're positioning your brand, how you're getting it out there, what you're talking about. This is what's going to make you magnetic to the right people. Number four is, I want to come up with a better term for this, but we're just calling it hunting versus gathering. So in the early days, you've got to get out there. You've got to actually get yourself in front of people. And then there will be the tipping point. And I remember this in my own business. I remember the tipping point when it was then like, oh my gosh, people are coming to me. This is crazy. Number five, know your numbers, charge well. So good, just think about good prices and kind of get realistic here. How many things are those $10 eBooks you need to sell and what would be a better way to work? And also appreciate and understand. And I give you full permission to start at one place. You're probably going to start with the lowest prices you'll ever charge in those early days in business. And they'll go up quite quickly, but just be mindful that you know, you probably will need to be putting them up to have a sustainable business as the demand grows and also have no ego in doing some free work if you need to in charging lower, knowing that it will grow, but just understand your numbers there and like listen to my previous episode too, around the the numbers behind a 10, 10K month. That's also one of the first things I get my people to do when they join the collective. So they understand like, what are you trying to do here? And then how do we achieve that for you? And then number six, community, seek it out. And if you have one right now, you can really appreciate it. It's like, yes, this makes such a difference. And if you don't, you are so wanted in a community. Like, honestly, no matter who you are, anything that makes you you, you are so wanted in a community. There is like, there is a place for you. I never want you to feel like I won't fit in. I Like, I've had lots of those thoughts in the past. And so I want you to know that there's people that are trying to find you so do get out there if you if it is a little scary for you. You will find your amazing supporters and you'll learn over time as well who really is there for you and who you come walk away 
from having conversations with that you feel so fulfilled and so positive. And you're like, there'll also be people that you probably meet that you're like, oh gosh, I think I feel worse about myself after I, I spend time with them. So you can just move away from those people. But really get that community around you to inspire you, to make you think bigger, to support you. And it really will accelerate your growth. So I hope that was super, super helpful. They were massive things for me. They're the things that I often see people don't have if they're kind of, not, there's not a whole lot happening for them with their business and they're, they're kind of in that real stuck zone. And also ways I can help you. Let's chat about that. So I've created in the last couple of weeks, a new little guide that is really looking at what is a big thing that my audience is struggling with. And it's often around how to build that amazing connection with their audience. How do you actually get people to feel heard, seen, understood? So I've got a free guide that's available at the moment. So go to emilyosmond.com forward slash free. That's where I host my freebies for you and uh, get that guide. There'll be a workshop there soon. If it's not there at the minute, we're just doing some updates there. So there'll be a masterclass there soon, which you can check out and then jump on the wait list for the Modern Marketing Collective when we next open doors. That's really the best way for you if you want this help, that community that strategy and me to give you some real talk as well perhaps with your business and do some hot seat coaching and get access to real the process to do this as well then um, it's really just the best place for you so emilyosman.com forward slash collective and then as well when you are completely booked out I'm going to be reopening scalable in the new year so in early 2022 And that is for you. I really want you to be at capacity with clients to give you that headspace and that ability to really then scale. So also, if you're interested in scaling beyond clients, I generally see there's a few ways to do this. You either go a retail line, which is more of a rare way to go, but you might then go into products. You might go into the agency model. And I decided not to do that with my business. I was at capacity with clients. I just didn't feel right to me. It didn't excite me. It felt a little bit stressful to me to take on more projects, more clients, more contractors or staff. And so I decided to go in the education model to go to the group online programs. And I love this model. And that is where I can really help you if that's the direction you want to take it. And you just can't service the number of clients that are coming to you. But I do recommend get into the Modern Marketing Collective first so that you can get booked out with clients so that you do have that security and that revenue coming in. And then you can go into scalable and really scale your business beyond that. So go emilyosman.com forward slash scalable, which is S-C-A-L-A-B-L-E. And uh, I would love to work with you. So that is it from me. If you love this episode, leave a review. That would be wonderful. And stay well, stay safe. We will chat soon. This episode is brought to you by my free online masterclass, why your marketing isn't making you sales and what to do about it. You'll learn how to get heard and seen in this noisy online world and stop being invisible. How to fill your audience with the right people, people who will love your content and will actually buy your products, services, or programs. And how to consistently turn your followers into raving customers without being fake or salesy. This free masterclass is perfect if you're about to launch your business or you're a small business owner. Register now at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. That's emilyosmond.com forward slash free. And remember, until next time, connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.